Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Oh, this is cool, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of Luca Nation, please, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I'm on the road. I'm on the move. So I'm recording this. I'm not driving, so please don't worry. Don't send me any angry DMs. Uh, I'm recording this from the car. It's a busy day. It's my last day here in the States. So I want to welcome you uh, you guys back to another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. And I have a really cool topic to discuss, and I think it's uh, I think it's going to help a lot of people, Cage. And I think you're the guy. You are the guy to help with this. Nice. So Can't I was at a show this. today. Small show, nothing crazy, maybe five, ten tables. And I wanted to ask you, because show season's starting, right? Yep. Tips for negotiating at a card show. You've been to quite a few, Cage. Yes. You've been to quite a few. And uh, if there's one thing I learned, going to a show really tests your card knowledge. Because you can't look up the comps on every single card. You also don't <laughs> want to be doing that in front of the, the, the dealers. What are your tips for negotiating? You know, how do you funny. go about doing business? It's funny. The last couple of places I went to uh, in-person show... Were, the Wi-Fi was, was out. I wonder if they do that on purpose. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if they make it like the service is bad on purpose so you're not looking up your eBay comps. But, yeah, I mean, listen, the first thing to tell anybody who is going to a show is to not be intimidated, right? Because it's very easy to get intimidated at the show. This is what these guys are doing. This is their career. You know, this is what, this is what they do. Um, you know, they're the pros, and you're kind of going into it like, oh, wow, what's this? Do not be afraid to walk away from the card, go into a corner, you know, see if somebody else has the card as you're walking around um, and and look it up. I mean, it's great now as opposed to, you know, the way it was when I was a kid where it was, uh, all right, let me go look it up in a Beckett magazine or you just don't know how to look it up. Everybody has, a, you know, a supercomputer in there at their fingertips. Let me so, ask you this. Do you come yeah. in with a plan first? Like, uh, is there, um, you know, because once you get to a show, it's kind of like uh, Sunday football. You know, game yes. starts, it's fast paced. If you miss out on a deal, there's someone else behind you that's going to snag that really quick. Uh, so you need to know what you're looking for. Do you, do you, I know you're not someone who writes things down, but like, do, would you recommend that someone in our, in our audience would create like a watch list or a plan or these are the cards I'm going after? You can. So, I mean, you know what's amazing? I love the in person shows and there are deals to be made, there are trades to be made and, and, and the like. And in person is great, but. You know, with, with eBay and Starstock and all of the different options that are out there now, like you basically, you have the ability to get those deals pretty much 24-7 that otherwise you were only able to get at a card show or a card store. So that's, you know, that's one big part of it. Um, it also means you're probably not going to miss out on anything, you know, because, yeah, there's somebody with, with, that sh with that card at the show, but you're always able to get it again somewhere else. What I would say is, yes, you should have a game plan. Right. I mean, but you can only game plan if you go in there with. So this is like two different questions. Right. You, you know, don't be intimidated and don't be afraid to look up something. If you see something that's out of the ordinary or something you weren't expecting to see, go ahead and look it up through your thing. If it's you have a game plan, then, yes, you should know what the comps are going in. Right. You should know, OK, I'm looking for Acuna and, it, you know, the card's two hundred twenty five dollars all day on eBay. You know, the guy asks you, you know, the guy at the table says, I want two fifty for it. You should know already. I'm not paying that. I can get it cheaper on eBay. He's going to get cash. He's giving you a crappy price. You should know what you're able to go back to him with. And, you know, that should also provide you a level of confidence also because, 
you're um you, you don't have to pay that <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean someone else at the show probably has it and even if they don't you're able to go on ebay or somewhere else and, and get the card so the where it becomes fun is and you can't really prepare for this is when there is a a card or cards at the show that you kind of weren't expecting you know, one that you haven't seen, one that doesn't come up that often. You know, one of these low pop type of things. Does this, um, does this story come up? Like, do you think about, is there any time that that happened with you and you can remember you picking up a card? Um, so, yes, but it didn't end with me picking up a card. Uh, the last in-person show that I went to, it wasn't a dealer who had it, but one of, there was a guy shopping a card around. He was, you know, shopping a card, and it was... Um, a the Kobe LeBron Chrome, you know, where they're on the same card, mm-hmm. and it was a refractor, and mm-hmm. you know he was trying to, you know, try. I've Ungra- about this ungraded or graded, graded PSA ten, and he was shopping it to people, you know, he's offering it to folks, and you know he's saying this is how much it is, this is how much he wanted, um, and you know he's walking around, no one was taking it, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, you interested in a trade, you interested in, you know, the whole thing. I didn't know what it was worth. You know what I mean? I had no idea what the card was worth. It's not something I was going there looking for. And we talked about how I think the pop is like like 68 or something like that in the refractor. So, it, you know, it's one of those things where, so, uh, you know, I kept an eye as I was, you know, buying packs and whatnot to see if anybody was biting, um, you know, on the card. But yeah, you pull out your phone, you go on PSA's website, you check out the, you know, the most recent sales on it, see what it's selling for, 130 point, anywhere else. Um, now, Ultimately, you know, he wanted more than like, you know, the last three or four sales, even though, you know, you get a cash deal from people at that place and the whole deal. Um, you know, he wanted way too much for it. So I would have loved to have had a more successful end to that and, you know, come home with the card. But, you know, sometimes you, you can't make a deal happen. But yeah, that those are the times where you got to kind of be like nimble, right? You got to be thinking on your feet and, uh, you know, be able to, you know, do some research. Especially because that was the only one of those at the show. It wasn't like I could say, "No, nah, dude, I'm not paying you six grand for that." You know, somebody over there has one for fifty five hundred. You, you know, <laughs> it's just not a card you're going to see multiples of at the same show usually. It's it's interesting when uh, sorry about that. It's interesting when people try to shop cards o- around for over comps. Mm-hmm. Kind of rubs me the wrong way. Okay. Um, well, there's also like an etiquette of it, right? At least I, I try to. Maybe I'm old school. But there, if there are people who have cards, like people who are attending the show and they're offering those cards to a, to a dealer at the show, like I don't butt in and say, I'll give you more than that. Or I don't say, hey, how much you want for that? You know, let the dealer do his thing. And if he passes on it, then you can have your chance at it. So, I mean, you got to remember, and maybe not everyone thinks like this, but I have, I have had shows at tables. The person's paying for that table. Person's, you know, it's like you're, it's like that show was like their store for the day, right? So they're paying for that table, they're paying for that spot. What you get with paying for that table is not just the ability to sell your cards there, sell your packs and make money, but it's also those potential deals that come in. At least that's the way I feel, right? Now, if that person wants to pass on it, that's great. Then I can take my turn. But I, I try not to, as someone who's attending the show, step on the toes of the people who are <laughs> behind the table there. I think that that's part of like the etiquette that's there. You know, they paid to be at that table. They they paid for the right to get you know, kind of first crack at the at the cards that are coming in from other people. Last question: Raw, graded, or wax? What has been your experience as the best buy at these shows? Raw, graded, or wax? Raw, Mostly, you can expect the condition. Yes. Graded, I mean, graded is graded. Yep. And uh, wax. Are there some deals to be made there? What, what have you found? 
so I try to find real ad shows. It's gotten much harder, and I think it might ease up a little bit now because people are breaking things and not being able to send them into PSA. But you know, you know, before last year, let's say, you know, before, I mean, the shows are shows are you're just coming back now. But before that, you can go to shows, and and I was grabbing you know stacks of Prism 2018, sending it into PSA, and getting tens on the vast majority of them. People weren't you know cherry picking the cards, so especially like the lower end you know Prism rookies. You would come in, you would get the Tease Tops or the Tease Tops yeah. Chrome or, yeah. or uh, no, like stacks of Prism and just... they don't all pan out, right? But stacks of DeAndre Ayton, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. You know, I was paying four dollars for De'Aaron Fox Prism base rookies. And if you could, if you could get thirty of them, yeah, and, and it was thirty of them, twenty gem, you're a golden. couple of silvers, a couple of hypers, yeah. you know, and then you, you know make a cash deal and you say to somebody, okay, I'll take all forty-five of those De'Aaron Fox. Most I love how you're dovetailing this conversation. Did you see that the hyper Luca Prism is now more expensive than the silver Luca Prism? And well, I see. I see that one hyper sold for more than the last silver sold for. Yeah. I see that people make charts, and I see that people have to be careful buying into what those charts say. But yes, I did see that one hyper did just sell for more than one silver did. Yes. Let's let's even say hypothetically, hypers don't sell for more, but they're way closer in price to silvers than they ever were. Before. Yes, it's true. True, people are appreciating the hypers more because of the significantly low pop. I'm curious to see if that extends to the other things like, you know, you, the purple wave, you know, the other low pop parallels that, uh, you know, they, they just aren't made in such quantity. Um, I'm sure it will. Although, you know, I think more of what we're seeing now with Luca is, you know, the, he didn't even have that great of a game last night. Obviously, they lost to the Knicks, but I've noticed his cards starting to creep up. Um, if you look at Starstock, I think the last present base sold for over 1400 which is, you know, it's starting to creep back up. I mean, it's not 2000 again anymore, but, you know, you, you had the ability to buy those 11 and change. I picked one up it's somewhere true. in that range too, so. I don't see that that uh, up, uptick lasting. Like, unless he has a magnificent playoffs, they're not go they're going nowhere fast with that team. So, unless he just puts up 35, averages 35, 10, 9 or whatever. I don't, do, you, do you think that's a buy right now? What, the Luca? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny because they're the seventh seed as we speak today, but the, they're 30 and 26, I think. So that would, they would be the fourth seed if they were in the East. Um, you know, so it's, it's funny. It's just, you know, the West is just really tough. The, the West the is a goal. Really and that team, they can't match up with one through four. I don't think there's a team in the West that they would beat if they got to the playoffs. You, yeah. you could even include the eighth seed in that. Like, I don't think they would beat Portland. Right. Well, listen, I mean, it remains to be seen what goes on and, you know, what happens. It, it, this is the fun part of the NBA season. We all start to get excited. You know, the Hornets, you and I talked, you know, two days ago when the Hornets were the four seed and, and now they're the eight seed, one game ahead of Indianapolis, of, of the Pacers to not even make the playoffs. So, well, they're not, they're not going to, man. They lost their two best players. Yep. So it's an interesting. And Devontae Graham is a 38-year-old uh, 6'1". <laughs> He's hurt, too. He's hurt, too. He has oh, he did? Yeah, he hurt his quad. Yeah, they I started dream uh, the other day that he got traded to the Dallas Mavs. That would be great. It was the weirdest, tra- was the weirdest they, dream ever. They started Vernon Carey Jr. at center yesterday. The Duke uh, guy, right? The Duke guy, yeah. You know, Let me ask you. I'm going to ask you one more question, and then we're going to uh, sure. go into our plays. My play today is actually a pickup I had from the show. I'm curious to hear if you agree with this. Nice. Uh, you're starting a team. Okay? You're an NBA GM. You get the pick between these two guys. Ready? Mm-hmm. You're not going to believe that this comparison, but I think it's a really good one. Nikola Jokic or Luka Doncic? Who do you take? 
Luca. Really? Yep. Really? Of course. Think about it though. A little bit longer. I take Luca. I don't. I don't buy into the center um, as the focal point of an offense yet. I think the game would have to change for for you know for me to buy into you know if I'm the GM I'm I'm taking Jokic first. I think Luca just realize does. that Jokic is changing the game. Jokic no. is a point center. People are saying he's changing the game. You know, I I disagree. Um, and we'll see because I don't think that team does anything in the playoffs. I think this game is about um, passing and shooting as many three pointers as you can. And he shoots a three, Gage. Yeah, he shoots it okay, but I don't need a center who's going to shoot the three. So, so when you say you know, I don't think that team's going to do anything. Last season, they did something. They 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 made it all the way to the NBA Finals with Jokic, and Jokic is even better this year. Oh, the West Western Western right? Conference, yeah. 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 Uh, I apologize, Western Conference. Yeah. But listen, I'm not saying that, he's bad. That- I'm, you're going to get me hate mail. He's great. He's going to win the MVP. He's fantastic. But the question, pretty specific, is who do I take first? And I don't. I, I think there are centers who. Um, over the next five to ten years, will play comparable basketball to him that I would be able to get. I don't think there are many people who check as many boxes over the next five to ten years as Luca does. That's just you, you know, know funny. I would use the exact opposite argument. I don't think there's a single guy that can do what Jokic does, and I think there's a few other guys: James Harden. Uh, do you think Harden passes as well as Luca? Luca had 18 assists last night. He passed. Harden's a really good passer. I don't know, man. I would, I would take. There are not many people in the league I would take over Luca. And yes, Jokic is having a great season this year, and he's doing a lot of things well. But that's this year, you know. He hasn't done it besides this year, and um, that's just not the league. Well, I think was, you're gonna get some messages on this. I'm, I'm probably will. We might even throw a graphic up. What do you guys think? Well, I, remember, we're not. Uh, it's not Jokers, Tigers, and Bronze either. So I gotta stay loyal to my Nation, <laughs> you know, fan base here. No, please do. I, I I just thought about this and I was like, Jokic just de- defends better than Luca. He can guard the rim. He does all of the things on offense that Luca does. He's taller than Luca. He's bigger than Luca. I don't think he does all of the things on offense that Luca does. You know, I mean, I I just, I I think look, he's fantastic. He's doing things that a lot of people haven't done. He's playing a great center position, and he's doing a lot of things from the center position that a lot of centers don't do. Um, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't start my team. I mean, is it one season? I mean, look, the, obviously, not making a ridiculous argument. If it's just for right now, and and that's it. At the end of the season, we reset. The guy's the MVP. So you know, you, you want to take the most valuable player in the league because you're the GM and pick him first. So I, I mean. I get what you're saying with Jokic. I don't think I don't think Luca's that far behind him even in the MVP race this year. He'll be in the top five, you know, discussion as well. But what do you got there, Jack Nichols? Nice, I like it. That's the the 82 Dunruss. That one, Dunruss. No, this is uh, unlicensed. I believe it's a PGA Tour. No, no, it's not. Look at the back. I can't really see that, but I'm pretty sure that's the 82 Donruss. What's the card number? 13. Okay. Go ahead. So you're holding that up? You bought that today at the show? Yes, I did. $20. 
20 bucks. Not bad, right? 20, 20 bucks. Is that too much or too little? What'd you say? What number was it? 13. It's a PGA Tour card. It might be unlicensed. I think it might be the 81 down wrist side. They had they have very similar looking cards. What about this one? It's the 81 down wrist. Yep, that's what it is. Card number 13. Is that his rookie? That is his rookie. What about this card? This card's tough to say. You did good, man. You said you bought 20, you paid 20 bucks for it. I paid $50 for that. $50. And the Tiger Woods, um, I got my buddy's first card. You know the Tiger Woods, like the. Let me see. I'll tell you the exact name. I apologize, Luca Nation. This is kind of on the fly. I think people are going to actually enjoy this episode. It's the Tiger Woods Time People. You know that card? Tiger Woods Time People? Yep. No, I don't know the card. You have Look to show it up. It has a huge tiger in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, is it, I, I've seen that card. That's got another name. It says something. It's got another. It's, it's called Card One. Promo card one, list. yes, the card one, yes, yeah, card one. I've seen that, that card. That's a pretty cool card too. It's a pretty cool card, yeah. And uh, it was my buddy. He came with me. He first time ever going to a card show. First time ever buying a card. That was his first card. And I also picked up this Michael Jordan nice. upper deck hollow. The hollow. Those are cool. Really guys. clean. Really clean. That was cool because I got to inspect it. The corners are incredibly sharp. There's two there, and it's like it's like this foil, and it peels off the edges very mm -hmm. very easily. This one looks pretty clean, uh, so I'm excited. That was cool. But but you know what's surprising? I think uh, my play today is actually a golf play, and it's one of those two cards. I was surprised at how cheap the Tiger Woods Card One card was in respect to the PSA 10 and PSA 9 versions of it. And to me, it actually, like I played around with that card, it seems sturdy. It doesn't, like like this upper deck uh, Jordan, mm -hmm. I understand why this yeah, is. Yeah. Um, but the other, the Tiger Woods promo, sturdy card. Uh, it's like the, it's like the circle. Yeah. It's a little rounded edges. Yep. Yep. Uh, and it, you could have it raw for 15, 20, somewhere on auction for 50 bucks, but in a PSA 10, that's right around a thousand dollar card. So wow. him cool. and Jack Nicholas, I mean, who was it on our show? I, Jeremy Fidauer came on. And yes. he talked about Jack Nicholas rookie cards. He held up that card you 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 just bought. That was one of the cards he held up. I is that the has, one? Yeah, he has a ten in it, I believe. So so ten is like I saw on BGS nine five is listed for eighteen k of that card. Yeah, I think there's a ten of that one on eBay for like seven thousand dollars. I think it's it's a, it's a nice card, and they're you know not a lot of people graded those things. That's that's the flip side of it. Not a lot of people graded those. So my can, I see, can I see the back of that Jordan that you're putting in? Can I see. Sure. Go the other way. I want to see the hollow. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool card. Isn't those that cards, a cool card? Yeah, it's pretty clean too. It doesn't have too many scratches on the front of it. Those, those cards have a lot. Of, those hollows got really scratched up. People scratch. And it's got like this, like kind of cool, like um, he's shooting a fadeaway when you when you look at it from the right position. It's the Michael Jordan MVP AW4. It's the most valuable player card. So, is it the same picture on the back of the card that shows up on the hollow when you when you? Mm -mm. The no? back of the card is this really awkward rebound he's getting. <laughs> nice. His shoulders are dislocated. Yeah, it's an award winner hollow, guys. If you want to look that up, that's what it's called. Award winner hollow. Are you getting that static? A little bit. It's like a little. It sounds a little crunchy. It sounds like you're walking in the woods. The reason <laughs> I was giving or showing you guys those cards, the Jordan. 
I, I just think that was a cool card. But the Tiger Woods and the Jack Nicholas. What what I found is cards like that, people are very hesitant to sell those on eBay, especially the dealers. So as you guys are going through these summer shows, take a look at those cards because you could actually buy them for 40, 50, 60% of eBay prices. You have then have the option. First, you get to inspect the condition, which is awesome. Both of the ones that we got, I thought were very, very nice. They're eight, nine, or 10 PSA quality. Uh, but at the same time, you also are already in profit. So like my friend who got that Tiger Woods card, he could list that on eBay auction. We got the Jack Nicholas and the Tiger Woods for 50 for both. Well, a, a Tiger Woods one just sold on auction for 51. So these like not so mainstream cards that don't sell that well, dealers aren't going to be always like they have thousands and thousands of cards. They're not going to maybe necessarily waste their time listing them. But if you see them at a show, if you like the condition, you're able to pick them up pretty cheap and then make the decision. Do I sell it raw and like flip and literally make 20, 30 bucks on it, which doesn't seem like a lot but that adds up or you could send it into grading. So that, that was my takeaway from today's show. And I think it might help some people as they start going to shows. I think Miami's coming up May 1st. We got June uh, is, a, is a big Philadelphia show. Nationals in August. So um, hope that hope that helps some people. There's a show in Plainview, Long Island tomorrow and a holiday mm. in. Anybody listening to this who hears this today, going to the Plainview show in holiday and message me. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll meet you there. I wasn't planning on going, but... Uh, you know, it's the first show in a long time in New York. Can I tell you? Shut down. Oh, yep. You look absolutely amazing in AirPods. Oh, I wanted that you. to. But I, I pushed them in. I pushed them in pretty far here. I didn't want to do like the whole like boomer, like you know, out like I'm flying away, like that little like like Red Bull gives you wings on your ears kind of thing. I kind of push them in. I didn't want you making fun of me. No ridicule here. Um, but listen, um, I got to tell you, I have a play today for Luca Nation. Um, it is a play that I might be more excited about than anything I've given this year because it's back to the roots. It's back to the, you know, low risk, high reward. Um, I couldn't believe the cards that I'm about to pick or were as cheap as they are and they're readily available for you guys. Um, and I'm going to ask you who, if I were to ask you something, right. Uh, who is currently leading the national league batting average? You might guess Acuna. You might guess, you know, Tim, you might guess Tim, you might guess Tim Anderson, but the answer is none of them. The answer is not Acuna, although Acuna is pretty high up in the batting average. The answer is a guy, my play today, Bo who, not Bo Bichette, who also is not in the National League, but, you know, I like that you're, you're I like you're playing the game. So anybody who's been with us for a while knows that I, I like to make these plays, and we've been right. Uh, Kyle Lewis, before anybody even knew who he was, we picked him as the American League Rookie of the Year, and we were right. He was the Rookie of the Year. And that was like day one of the season, right? Not not the end of the season. We also were really early on the Jose Abreu MVP trade. So, you know, you watch these things. This guy's not winning Rookie of the Year. He's been in the league for a while. He's not winning the MVP in the National League just because there has Mookie Betts is there and some other players, Tatis, et cetera. But is it, is it Manny Machado? Nope. No, no. I said he's cheap. Um, he's batting 464 right now. I don't know, we're only 10, 10% of the way through the season, 15, 16 games. He's batting 464. And um, this is a guy who I believe will get MVP, National League MVP votes this year. And Bryce in, Harper. No. He's in the best market there is to, to, to have for a baseball player. And so he's Bryce, got a cool so name. Harper. We're talking about Philly. 
He's got a cool name. You ready for the cool name? Finding Nimmo is what we say out here in New York. So Brandon Nimmo. Yes, Brandon Nimmo batting 464. Exactly the face I wanted you to make. He is a New York Met. He's currently batting leadoff for the New York Mets with their newly revamped lineup. Their new pitching staff, their new, we're going to be playing meaningful games in October um, lineup. He's batting 464. He's hitting for power. Um, he plays really good defense and he needs to stay healthy. But when he does stay healthy, his war, you know, one of those stats that everybody looks at in 2018, he had a full season 2018 and 2020. Those were the full healthy seasons, seventh and 17th more, right? I mean, this is a guy who could potentially be a top 15, top 20 player in the league, and you've never heard of him. Most people have never heard of him. Well, you will start to hear about him because he's putting the ball in play. He's got a great batter's eye. He hits for average. He's going to hit for average this year. He's always in the leaders in on-base percentage. And when you add somebody like Lindor to your lineup, you add so – it stretches that whole lineup. You got Alonzo, you know, um, uh, knocking runners in. Somebody like this at the top of that order is going to get on base. He's going to score a lot of runs. And you're going to see him in that stat category, that those important ones now where, where sabermetrics uh, you know, are in play, the on-base percentage, the runs scored, you name it. Um, I don't like the Mets, but it, it is it is a play that was really easy for me, and here's why. His two cards that I'm going to give you as plays today are the 2011 Bowman Chrome Auto. That's his first Bowman Chrome Auto, and the 2016 Topps Update card. That's his Topps Rookie. You can go on eBay right now. No one else is giving you this play. Everybody else is screaming and yelling about Justin Herbert that they're pulling out of their overpriced boxes, right? Everybody else is screaming and yelling right now about Michael Porter Jr., who is overrated. Nobody is telling you to buy Brandon Nimmo cards. But you know what? They'll be talking about him in a month. And you will be laughing because you listen to us, okay? $5. You go in, put in Brandon Nimmo 2016 Tops Update. You can buy his rookie card with the rookie shield on it. $5, maybe less. I saw his cards when I was looking doing this episode. I didn't buy them because I want you guys to buy them, right? But I saw it in those pick your card, 2016 Tops Update, pick your card, go by the card number. You know, I think he was number 174 or something like that, you know? And you have to scroll down and find his card for a buck, two bucks, three bucks. Yes, nobody has bought this guy's cards. But here's where it gets even better. His 2011 Bowman Chrome Auto, less than 50 bucks. For his first auto, Bowman Chrome, less than $50. You got a guy who's got quantity of them in the 40s, right? And this is a guy who I'm telling you is going to get MVP votes this year, okay? I watch Met games. I'm trying to turn my kids into Met fans because going to Yankee Stadium is too damn expensive. So I watch Plus, they, plus they suck, and they're in last place. They are. They lost again right before we did this episode today, and they have the worst record in the American League outright. And the last time that happened was 1998, which is also a season they did. They did pretty good in 98. So as we're doing this episode, uh, Nemo finding Nemo actually has yep. a single to lead off the game. What's fascinating yeah, really? is they're doing a double header today. Yeah. Uh, they have this interesting thing. They're doing a double header. Mm-hmm. First game's at five. Second game's at 8 p.m. True double header. They call it not a day night. That's called the true wow. doubleheader. That's what we do. Dude, two night games. Baseball, you, like people, you kind of hate on baseball for being lazy. 
nothing lazy about showing up to work and they're probably there at 1, 1 p.m. for batting practice. Yeah, today they're probably there, you know, maybe two, something like that, yep. Did I say two? They have to be there from two? When do you think the game's going to be over, you know, 11, 12? Midnight, because it most likely won't start at 8, 10. That's a full day. That's a full yeah. day of work, and then they have a game tomorrow. Sorry to cut you off, but I just I think that's adequate. No. Well, I think it's funny that he he's, he's now batting more than 464 as he leaves the game with a single. I'm telling you guys, this is one of those, like, you know, you guys make fun. It's like a cage play, like Kyle Lewis. But everyone was talking about Kyle Lewis by the middle of the season. I'm telling you, this guy, if he stays healthy, and it's a big if, right, because, you know, he's fast, he plays good defense, he's in the field. And what's funny, I say he's fast, he doesn't really steal bases. I'd love to see him add that into his repertoire as a leadoff hitter, being on base and scoring more runs. But it is a name you're going to hear, and those Bowman Chrome autos for $50 are not going to be there. And you could play this a million ways. I saw his gold card, his Tops Update gold, for like $22, right? I saw his Bowman Chrome autos graded. You want a BGS 9, doesn't even, not BGS 9.5, doesn't even cost you 100 bucks. There are BGS 10s with 10 grades. There are PSA 10s. There are golds. His Super Fractor Bowman Chrome autos on there if you want to be a big spender for $10,000 or best offer. Orange autos, gold autos out of 50. I mean, there's a ton of them on eBay, and they're all less than what you would think they are, should be. Um, although maybe I'm nuts, right? Because you didn't even you didn't even know who he was. I'm just telling you, I think this is a guy who, if you spend 50 bucks on his Bowman Chrome first auto, a month from now, that'll probably be a $150, $200 card where everybody's talking about this guy who's leading the league in batting, and he's scoring all these runs, and he's like the, uh, you know, setting the table for this new Mets lineup. And if I'm wrong, would you bought a $5 2016 Tops Update card? You know, all right, so don't go to Starbucks tomorrow and you're even. So <laughs> it's it's just one of those cards like Kyle Lewis that we were buying for a buck. You know, I think it's got real little downside and it's got some true upside for you. Um, and I'm going to give you your, your typical 72-hour head start. And if you don't buy them, I'm going to clean eBay out. <laughs> so what do you think, man? A little... Finding Nemo, Brandon Nemo. I think you've been ahead of the curve with these types of plays before, so I'd be a fool not to uh, trust you. All the, all of the, I mean, logical arguments you made make sense. Huge market, team that's on the rise, guys batting really, really well. Um, and he's improved every season, every every year. His batting average, you know, his expected batting average goes up. I'm, I'm looking at all these weird stats that people use now. He's just trending towards having a very good year if he can stay healthy, which has been an issue for him. I will, I will throw that one out there. You know, we put that whole risk reward profile into play. Injuries are a big thing. Speaking of injuries, he Tatis come back and hit a bomb. Ten. That was days, an interesting. That was an interesting game. I'll tell you one of the funniest things I, I've seen him, like one of the funny traditions I guess in baseball is uh, when the dugouts clear, and then the bullpens like run like a half a mile, but there's nothing really going on. Yeah. I think it's one of the funniest things I've seen. Like, they're like, oh, the dugout's cleared. And then you like, they zoom out. And then, like, these guys, these pitchers are running from the dugout, but like, there's no fight. It's like, what? You have I to just... do it because, look, there are fights where people really get nuts. And you do not want to be the guy who's sitting in the bullpen, you know, eating your sunflower seeds when everybody else is getting their ass beat. I get it. I mean, I, you got to support your guys. You got to go, go to battle. I just think it's so funny because they have to run so far. Yep. They see what's happening. They're just like, it's funny. It's just good stuff. But the Dodgers Padres um, series is going to be fun, man. It's going to be a fun, fun series. Uh, they That's going to be six... a fun matchup for years to come. 
Mm-hmm. They're going to be two of the best teams in, in the National League for a while. And I'm glad Tatis is back, right? Because the Padres team did not look good um, without him. And, you know, that's a rivalry that, that needs him. Well, they also have some pitching now. They also have some pitching, and pitching will keep you in games, uh, especially when you're your best hitter. I don't even think he's their best hitter, to be honest. I think Machado should be in consideration for the best hitter. Uh, Cronenworth is also a very good batter. Um, but, yeah, no, I love the play, Fighting Nemo. Brandon Nimmo, N-I-M-M-O, in case you're actually looking for it. Not Nemo, but they do. They say Finding Nimmo. Um, but, yeah, man, fan favorite definitely out here in New York. Um, I love the golf plays, man. I don't have a Jack Nicholas card, so you've got me thinking about that. Um, you know, as as one of those plays, I like it. I was on uh, live this morning with Buster, and you know, he just kept hitting the same refrain of you know trying to buy things before people are buying them, right? You know, we took about that with Bro Namath. Jeremy Padauer came on and 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 said the same thing, right? Like Jack Nicholas is is criminally underpriced, basically, right? So. Yeah, those I mean, I got this rookie card for thirty bucks. I, like, even if I don't grade it, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I'm super happy getting Tiger and uh, Jack Nicholas for fifty bucks. I mean, I, I don't. I, I think it's a bargain. I really do. Is is Buster okay? I came into the IG chat and his eye was a little bit busted. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody, somebody He's, must have somebody must have come in with like a better looking Abraham Lincoln autograph, and they they got into a little tussle, maybe. <laughs> Cage cage match for uh, Lincoln autographs. Exactly, a real stuff. real cage match. Yep. Well, listen, Luca Nation. We're uh, tomorrow's coffee with Cage. If you're listening to this and you feel like dropping a uh, you know a question in the comments, please go ahead and do it. And as we've been telling you recently, you know we got the Luca Nation network. You guys are doing a real good job of following us there. The content there from all of our channels, um, you know, and you know, and Luca Nation network specific content as well. So you don't want to miss anything. Go ahead on there and uh, and please follow us and check us out on YouTube. Also, we know we've made it because there are Indian robots making comments now on our uh, on our videos, which is great. Um, I don't understand what they're saying, but um, you know the robots are having fun. And Buster, if you're listening, the ladies love a shiner. They love a shiner. Play that up. Play it up. <laughs> Have you ever gotten a shiner, Cage? Have I ever gotten a black eye? No. Never. No. no. You and your brother never fought? No one's punching me in the eye. Come on now. First of all, here's the thing, right? Well, you, you're you're thinking are more of like a, You're like a yappy dog, right? So you're like, you know, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you're like a chihuahua, right? So you, you, you bark a lot. You make a lot of noise. Look at me. I'm a damn St. Bernard, right? I, just the size of this has gotten me out of more fights than you'll ever know. Nobody wants to fight this. Look at me. You, yeah, they think they can mess with you. You're a chihuahua. It's just like a lot of... This is how I heard it. You're a chihuahua. I'm a St. Bernard. Look at the size of this. This is That's how I heard... Well, I'm large. Dude, that's the thing, man. You know, I kind of lucky. Because if somebody did pick on me, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I think I probably would get my ass beat. You know, you, you do realize you get a shiner in sports. Like, um, for example, when you're playing basketball, someone turns and hits yeah. you with the elbow in the eye. That would be the, their last day on earth. You better be you better behave around me. You better behave around me. No elbows to the face. Get about it. Really what you're saying, Cage, is uh, you've never played sports. I've never played. This is true. A, competitive eating? Yes. Bowling. We've lost certainly. fans. We've lost fans due to nausea after that episode where you've said, <laughs> 
we have game fans. They all want to eat hot dogs with me now. Oh, speaking of which, speaking of our fans, I got to give a shout out. I have to. Do, do people still, still do that? Do we say shout outs? Yes, we um, do. So William Martin, right? So uh, NBT, sports cards. NBT Sports Cards. This dude obviously listens to us. And he said, and sent me a link to Thundercats cards and stickers. He was listening to my episode about, you know, buy the TV Ninja Turtles, but I was trying to watch Thundercats with Ian, and, but I couldn't find Thundercats cards. Boom, I can go buy some Thundercats stickers and cards now. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, William Martin, NBT Sports Cards. Give him a follow. Obviously, if you're looking for something, he'll find it for you. Take care, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.